It is lawyer talk. Mask 30. Off the record, on the air, here in the Bunker 511 South High, Studio C, lawyer talk. Didn't get the blitz this week. Uh, we had, uh, I think they're on quarantine. Oh, they are? I think so, yeah. I, I didn't, we, we, you know, usually they call. What do you mean they're quarantined? Well, uh, usually they call, and um, in the midst of our, our setup, like, as you know, and uh, they didn't. And then we turned on the, the live stream, and it sounded like Randy and Loper were at home. Kelly Quinn was phoned in talking to them, and she, we missed the beginning of the conversation, but I presumed from the end that she was, did not test positive, but was feeling sick, and that was the oh. only thing it could be, so. Okay. I, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, somebody's going to be listening to this saying, no, it was blah, No, they were blah, like, blah. we're sitting at home right now, and, and, and nobody contacted us, which I did kind of say. I was like, it's kind of rude. You know, they should have called. That's part of the show. They, they should, so, well, yeah, they should have called in and been why. like, hey, uh, we're not going to be able to do the call in today, Steve. Because we were sitting around here. Usually they call about 830, and it's 836, and then it was a little bit later, and I turned on, you know, it was like, let's tune in, and that's what we heard. Maybe mm-hmm. next week I just won't answer when they call. We'll just have this little passive-aggressive <laughs> Back and forth. Uh, yeah, what do you think about that? I'm mm. not answering your call. Text them and say you're not going to talk to them unless they're wearing masks. Right. Unless you guys are wearing masks at home in your living room, and I'm in my studio. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. So well, a couple uh, big things going on in the world. Coronavirus is happening. It's kind of hard to have a show without talking about it. Just it's the on the front of everybody's mind right now. It's an, it, what's going to happen next. It, it's funny how these issues about about COVID. They, they sort of manifest themselves and appear in different battlefronts. And the current one is masks. Yeah. So the last one was like shutdowns, no shutdown, or should we or shouldn't we? And that was all neither here nor there. And, you know, people took sides and, and were slinging mud at each other. Now it's all about masks. In fact, I, I heard a new word the other day. Mask hole. You mask hole. I'm a real mask hole because I don't wear a mask. So it's interesting. I'm so gonna, you're coming out. You don't like the masks. You don't want to wear one, right? Uh, correct. That is 100% correct. You're I'm on the boat with that? Yeah. I'm a no mask. See, I'm all mask. I wish I had a full body mask. I would, I would I've say. I've embraced the mask. I don't know what, man. I just I sent you a picture. Did of my you see face that now. guy in, in Washington Courthouse that, that hollowed out a TV? Yeah. <laughs> he put the whole TV on his yes. head, dude. That's my dude right there. Well, there's man. a there's a, a, a prosecutor I know wore a motorcycle helmet. Um, so that's happened. I did see a motorcycle helmet in a giant Eagle the other day. The guy had the full dark face shield on. So you couldn't see anything about his face. Um, I have my paintball helmet. I've worn the paintball helmet. Yeah. I saw the picture of that. Yeah. I mean, what's weird is we look, a lot of people look like, you know, they're going in to rob someplace. I know Hilliard had a robbery. I think they're still looking for the guy at a gas station. New Albany had the CVS and they're like, have you seen this guy? And I looked at the picture. I was like. I think I saw him in Westerville and in Dublin yeah. and in Johnston. I've seen this guy everywhere. Well, I, I know that Smirnoff the... bandana anywhere. <laughs> now, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting how, it's, how the debate has been framed. Now, let me say this before we even go. It, there is a, it, it is immediately becoming a, a position. I, I don't even know the best way to describe it. Like People are drawing up sides on this thing, and it is like polarizing the community. Like mask or no mask. And if you're not a mask guy, then you are immediately, you don't care about the community health and you don't care about this. And, and then uh, you get the governor who did not do any favors for that debate by saying, 
well, you know, if you don't wear your mask, we're going to shut you down again. I mean, I don't know if he said that directly, but that was implicit. I actually in his really liked his speech. I thought his speech was was well said. I thought um, it was a bunch of bullshit, but that's uh, I I malarkey. I mean, well, he could have shut us down, and what he basically just said was, "Look, let's get our act together. Let's stop our numbers from going up." Yeah, here's so let's talk about it though. So the speech to me sounded like, "I you're leaving me no choice. If you people don't." Don't do what I want you to do. You're leaving me no choice but to shut you down again, and it'll be he, your fault. I mean, fault. he didn't say that. No, but that was implicit in the message. It'll be your fault. Come on, people. We can do And then you get the rah-rah patriotic The whole thing about was, it. was, to me, rah-rah. And the then, whole thing. you know, it's then it's, uh, we're going to feel good about this, even though I've gutted all your economic systems out there, and I can't, uh, uh, we did it together, and we'll do it again. And, you know, but I, I guess here's what, here's what I don't like about it. The original goal was flatten the curve. You don't hear about that anymore. Nobody wants to care about the curve. We well, said that point. in the speech. He's well, like, we, we, we did it once. We flattened it once. Yeah. And so that was the goal. And it was supposed to be like a short-term thing. And, but we all knew that flatten the curve meant let's not overwhelm the healthcare system so we can ramp up. Uh, now I don't know what the goal is. Get a vaccine? Like shut us down or keep this going until we have a vaccine? What is the goal now? I don't know. I mean, if it's flatten it again... I mean, the only thing I could think is the cases are getting, there's so many, at some point you're going to be overrun again, aren't you? Well, we were never overrun in the first place, so that's the first thing. So the second thing is we're going to be overrun again because there's many cases, but it's like, all right, so the more cases, from what I can tell, and I'm sure there are people out there going to argue with me on it. we got to get the doc back on here. There are, there are the death rate, the more cases we have and the fewer, the less people dying proportionately, the death rate is going down. In other words, the, the statistically, it's better. So here's what I understand. Somebody said this to me. They're like, "Oh, you know, we're going to get up to X number of cases." And I was like, "All right, well, who cares?" And I don't mean to say I care. I don't care that people get sick, but it seems like, all right, if you have more cases, like if you counted how many people got the common cold or the flu or any other bug and survived it and was fine, uh, then I think that's and, the concern. The stuff I've read, some of the, I think I read a Harvard review and things like that. There starting to look at it for its long-term effects if you've been positive. Sure, and I was just going to say. So, so how there, it might affect you 10 years from now, how it might affect you 15 years from now. like Which means now the goal has shifted. So now we just don't want anybody to get it. So yeah. if we don't want anybody to get it, well, that's easy. You just don't let anybody do anything, and everybody's got to be quarantined for the rest of their lives. And and to me, that just seems unrealistic. There's not even a – I know you hear these things every now on Facebook, like breaking news, you know, antidote coming or whatever, what are they call it, yeah, vaccine I read coming. read something else on NPR that said that and, there's, there's good – positives out of the initial vaccines but it's not going to work i mean what it's like the flu shot doesn't work none of it works so it's like you're going to have i mean i guess it works to the extent it works but i can't imagine it being a bulletproof 100 percent. you're vaccinated you're not going to get coronavirus or this covid19 virus so it's like all right so now the goal is we just don't want people to get the virus and before the goal was all right we know that there's going to be a curve here we just want to control the curve at the rate that uh, people get it so we don't flood the hospitals. And now this seems like the goal has shifted. And, and that's what I heard in that speech. And I'm like, all right, so what's the what's the end game here? If we shut down again because we haven't done what we're told, um, then what? When? when? When are we allowed to – what's the parameters of that? And if it's to just so people don't get it, then I think that's an unrealistic goal. It's unstated and unrealistic, even if it were stated, because it seems like people are getting it no matter what happens. And you're going to either keep everybody confined by force or threat of force or penalty, or people are going to violate the rules and do it anyway, or you just, you just sort of let it go. I mean, I, I, if it just I didn't hear a cohesive 
plan. When they go county by county with their new color code system, and every Thursday is when they do their numbers for their color code. We're going to have red, 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 red. We're getting more red. Once they red out Ohio, that's when they'll shut it down. Yeah, so because we're like, level three, the red's on the four, right? Uh, red, is, <laughs> red's next to purple. Purple's the worst. Purple's horrible. Red is bad. Purple worse. I would think red would be worse than purple. That's but no, no, that's what I think too. Because they have yellow, orange. What is it? In red th- it sounds and like the snow emergency. Yeah, what and is it in they, thunderstorms? And then they also yeah. have red star. So if you're red with a star, that means you're close to becoming purple. I think like Cuyahoga County and uh, down there, Hamilton County maybe is uh, the red star. And is it just by numbers of cases? Because you're not hearing There's like- seven different points that they use to come up with their color coding, which I'm kind of confused on. They, DeWine had a doctor on there that kind of explained it, and it's going on uh, counting, and it's also going on like, so if you test, find somebody that tested positive, and then they do the the, the tracking, you know, so like they were like, where were you at? And you were like, well, I was at a barbecue, and there was like thirty people there. So they're like, this, all thirty people have Corona. Yeah. So there's so a, yeah. so then they're gonna be like, so since you were around all these number of people, like whenever I was at the parking lot there with the bikes, if I tested yeah, positive nervous, and, I, and I and I told them that I was with a thousand people, they would count thousand people in Delaware County, Corona it up. All right. So I don't have a problem with that. If right, wait, it's, wait, wait. Positive? <clears throat> yes. Or they just say they've been exposed to it. Well, that's part of the criteria is to get the color coding. Part of the criteria is if you say, I went to a Harley Davidson rally. I have it. And I, have I, it. I found out I have it. There, so they're like, how many people were there? And I said, like, I don't know, probably a thousand. Mark that number up as a thousand. Really? See, that's what, that's what bothers me about this. Because I don't. It, look, something happened in Franklin County like that at court. And I think. It did, right. Um, now, the question is, if, like, if, if somebody says, here's how we're counting those. And they're up. I, I don't know that to be true or not true, actually. But let's assume it's true. Let's assume that's how they're counting it. I've heard that from a couple of places. But well, I guess the counting is the debate right now. It, it seems like that's what a lot of people. Well, on, yeah, on either side, that's where they're because you know, it's not clear how they're doing it. I guess. And if that's how if that's how they're doing it, at least you could tell us that that's how it's happening. And to the extent that you're not telling us how you're counting, people come up with these theories like this that 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 the counting is 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 finicky or funky. And then I've had some like anecdotal stories that people have told me and then a couple real world stories that I've I guess they're still that people have told me but people that I know very close one uh, was my father had a went into the hospital about five weeks ago six weeks ago with a respiratory problem and I'm thinking oh boy he's my, my 87 year old father is gonna have COVID he tests negative completely negative and he'd been fighting something for a year you know just something I don't know um, and he tests negative and he told me the other day when he, I saw him the other day and he said, yeah, I tested negative and they called me a, I, I was admitted for COVID. So he was a hospitalization on his chart for COVID and he was negative and he was released. I mean, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even a, a like a, like retest and make sure or whatever. I mean, he was diagnosed with something else. Uh, he had actually something scary or pulmonary embolus, like blood clots that were thrown into his lung. Uh, they gave him blood thinners and cured him right up, fixed him right up there, let him go. But it was like it wasn't COVID, and it was something else in, that they knew about. But it became a COVID hospitalization on his chart, and uh, you know that's the kind of stuff that makes you go, hmm, that's a little like if you scale that up, what is the standard deviation then for all the numbers? 
And then if you scale that up, not only in Ohio, but throughout the country or even the world, like how does that work? And then say Ohio's counting those, but then some other state isn't. So the other state's like, uh-uh, we're doing it right. And we don't. We have fewer numbers because we are not counting. Now, you don't know how they're counting. They might be counting less. I don't know. Or there's another scenario, and this was told to me by a very close friend of mine who's an attorney, a very well-respected attorney, who said his cousin, uh, and it's like everybody said, oh, I got my cousin. Well, his cousin went down and got was going to get tested, and it was, the line was too long, and they ended up sending her a document that said she tested positive, but she left. She didn't get tested. So, But she, was, she had the appointment and was in line to get tested and got noticed that she tested positive. Now, is she telling the truth? I don't know, but I know the attorney who told me that is not somebody whose word I would ever doubt in any other situation. So maybe he's being told some false information. But I've heard that from a couple different people also. And then, you know, this is more anecdotal than anything else. It's like, Jared, I sent you that video. And some of this was curiosity. There was a a doctor, an anti, not anti-mask doctor, but more like, all right, here's what they're not telling you about masks. Here's what can help. Here's what doesn't help. Here's why you should. Here's why you shouldn't. I mean, the argument's pro. It was actually pretty middle of the road that I could tell. She had worked in the labs and she knew of the lab in China that she was saying that they should have never been experimenting with this because they are not set up to contain it. Yeah. And she goes on about different things. And so I was curious about that. And I looked for that yesterday, that video. And I, I, and I couldn't remember her name. I mean, it wasn't even anything I took, put a lot of stock in at the time, but I just wanted to, I was curious who it was. And, um, I looked and I looked and I, looked, I can't find it anywhere. It's gone. The link I sent you is gone, missing. It's a missing link. It goes to nowhere. And then I tried to Google like blonde doctor who talked about <laughs> mask video. Nothing, nothing. And it's like it's been erased from existence. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's erased because it was totally false. Maybe it's erased because somebody wanted it to, didn't like it or it didn't fit. It's like you start, when that stuff happens, I think the confidence in the media coverage is compromised. You just start to, and not even the media, the government response to it. It's like, what can you believe and what can't you believe? Do you ever really look at these numbers and think, well, I trust that? Must be that many. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, Ask anybody. I think you get the same. It's like, I don't know how many cases there. And then what's a case? Is it somebody who like at the, at the bike rally was exposed to somebody yeah. who knew somebody yeah. or is it somebody who went in sick? I just, I don't know. I, I don't want to be part of it. <laughs> no, I don't want, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get sick. I don't, I don't want strep throat. I don't, I don't want influenza. I don't, I don't want any of it. And there's a lot of what that comes back to the mass thing. There's a lot of countries that have done that for a long time. Like, you know, you going in and have a surgery there's people performing surgeries on you sometimes for hours that I went digging around wear a mask the entire time. I mean, yeah, that's they're, what already, it is they're for, already in a sterile environment. Like, yeah, but they still wear a mask. Yeah, because those will operate better in a sterile environment. It's it's actually I read a study last night. I, I couldn't sleep last night. I was up at one in the morning. I read a study. I think it was dated around 2005 ish, maybe six or seven. I can't remember, but well before this. And it was somebody who studied the effectiveness of surgical masks. And it was like a medical, you've seen those kind of studies yeah. where they have the abstract and you got to read through it. It's like, and I'll confess, I, I thumbed across a lot of it until I, like they had it broken down into sections. And I read different stuff, but at the end of the day, it was somewhat inconclusive about the effectiveness of what those, those surgical masks did. And a big part of it was people just feel comfortable if you, if they know your surgeon's wearing a mask. I mean, th- 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 that was actually in that study and it and you know it's like mainstream so there's really no reason not to uh we'll just keep doing it but it wasn't necessarily abundantly clear that it was doing anything of significant value either 
And see, I haven't done any research. So there is serious scientists out there that are saying that masks are ineffective and that we should, there's no need to be wearing, walking around with a mask. Even, I'm not even talking about coronavirus anymore. If I just have any virus, the yeah. flu, anything, I got to cough. Like, I mean, you would then have to say, like, don't cough into your arm then. You know what I mean? Like, it does, doesn't matter. I like, if I cough into my arm, like, you know, and I sneeze and I, and I, and I go into my, like, my shoulder And I or wonder something. if that helps. I mean, how much, it's, it, like, it's like, think of the explosion of a sneeze and, and what that really is doing. Like, the vapor that's getting yeah. sent all over. And then, but what you start so if seeing. If I spit right now and I got a mask on, I mean, I can't, I can't hit the table. But with if the, I with spit, the spit, but it's the vaporizing of the virus, I guess, that is is what I, I don't know if it goes through the mask i don't know if it doesn't go through the mask I, I don't know but you're right there's scientists on both ways but try to research the ones I follow, yeah, I follow these guys on youtube they're hilarious uh, they're called the bell life and they just do these funny videos but you know i'm pretty liberal with my thinking i'm a mask wearer you know i'm on that side of things but these guys are real republican and i like them for what they do but then they get in these rants of you know <laughs> of masks and trump and all this stuff so anyway, they started their video with a mask on, with like a surgical blue mask on, and then they lit a candle and they blew through the, they blew through the mask and put the candle out. And I, I didn't watch past that, but I was just, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I like I said, I to me it makes sense because, you know, we go back to the peeing example, Jared. We've said that on here before. If I pee right now, it's going to be in my pants. But if I don't have any pants on, and I start peeing. It's going to be all over the place. Yeah, but if there's something to block things from coming out of my mouth. I just think how, how could it not like have some benefit? Well, here's the question. Like, let's assume that it blocks and, and there's going to be people out there that think we're crazy or think I am, but I, I'm not, I would never say it's completely ineffective. I would never say it's completely effective, but what I, what I am able to do, maybe this is just legal training is look at people's assertions and start asking questions about it. And quickly they add up and, in just pure logic. So I heard somebody say today, for instance, and it's on Fox News. I heard it. Um, That's a true source right and there, was, man. Well, you, you made it Republican versus Democrat, so I'm just taking the other side. And, and, and the, the position was um, – no, And by the way, am I, am I off on that? That's what I feel like it's, it's kind of getting to. It's it like seems, it's party line. But I'm not so sure because this, non, was, non-mask. this was a pro-mask discussion. And I have a, I have a friend that's very liberal that thinks the masks are – Ridiculous. I mean, well, he I, I think the media would love it to be splitting up party lines somehow because either Trump will or won't, and then you can, then it becomes this: you're either good or bad. Jared, right? you had a funny comment the other night that you thought nobody would wear a mask anymore now because Trump's advocating for the mask. I, <laughs> I saw him advocate for it. I was like, oh, sweet, the mask is over now. Yeah, Because right. now that Trump likes it, <laughs> people are like, well, well, well he likes it. They're, they're, doing doing it. It. they're yeah. worthless. Yeah, I don't even know why we're wearing them. He's going to wear one. Well, uh, here and here's here's the argument. I've heard a couple different arguments. One that uh, go look at this other country because they all wear masks and they don't have nearly the numbers that yeah, we I've have. Heard a lot of that. And then the immediate conclusion is it's because of the masks. And I'm thinking, well, I wonder how many other legitimate explanations there might be for that. And then so I went, I did a little bit of digging. It turns out like a lot of the Asian countries initially when they got this, they had a different strain of the virus that wasn't as contagious as the one that was created, I guess it mutated when it hit Europe and it turned into a different animal. And so that's one possibility. All right. So it, it wasn't as communicable. That's the right word. Yeah. Uh, and then what about, uh, 
maybe they didn't, maybe uh, they have some other genetic issue or maybe they don't, they're not around each other as much, or maybe they did different, like you can come up with dozens of things, including masks that might explain that, but they're not discussed. So now it's just become this narrative. Well, look, they wore masks and their numbers are lower. So masks work. And I'm thinking, well, that, you know, that doesn't add up. That's just bad logic. And then on, on Fox news, it was like, Oh, you know, we know masks work because there are these two, um, haircut people, like salon workers that, uh, they were tested positive for coronavirus. And then they had like 20 clients, but none of the clients got it. And it's because they were wearing masks. I was thinking, well, I mean, when did they test? Were they actually contagious when they tested? Did they have symptoms? Because now they're saying like asymptomatic people aren't necessarily, I've heard, I've seen that now coming out. And then maybe they were cutting hair uh, or maybe they, they, they backed up and didn't get close. Or maybe they, you know, who knows? There's a hundred reasons why it might be other than masks. Or maybe the people they uh, were hair, whose hair they were cutting already had it and had antibodies. I mean, I could just think like, you can't just say that and then make it true without studying it. It just doesn't, it doesn't add up, but people are jumping on that bandwagon. Now, the problem is if you ask these questions, you get shouted down as a science denier or mask, mask hole. (laughs) That's the the one I'm seeing. But you asked me earlier, you're like, where do you shop, Jared? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We were talking about that because it's like, I know how you feel about it because we had a discussion on here. I think about what Costco mandated them early on, like early on. Now I just throw my Costco card. But I always said it as like, that's Giant the business, Eagle. that's their house, that's their yeah, pick. But it's right. now, yeah, Walmart, Kroger, Giant Eagle. And then on top of that, Licking County, where I live now, yeah. has become red zone. You know what I mean? We're in the red zone. So that means, red zone means mask all the time. If you can't socially distance out in public. Are they mandatory? And, uh, yeah. When, they're whenever, mandatory. Well, I mean, they're, they're, I don't know what the hell's mandatory even means. I mean, that's what... That's what DeWine said. DeWine said that if your county is red, mask up. That's the deal. You said you should, right? There wasn't, that was ambiguous about this. It is kind of weird. So then I I was like, well, and Kroger's got their own policy. And so Amazing Meats used to be perfect, but now it's Amazing Meats in Johnstown there. Uh, They're a processor. Uh, They'll process whole hogs. They will process your deer. They will process beef. They get the racks in. I called up there, ordered my meat. I went there and I pulled in and I was like, no, this is my first time really going into a store in a long time. I brought my bandana, right? And I kind of tied it. I see this old man. He was an older gentleman getting out, putting his mask on. I was like, okay, you know, old guy there, put his mask on. I'll put on my, my bandana, right? So I put it on. I walked into Amazing Meats and no employees were wearing them. The old man was wearing them. Two minutes later, some other guy comes in. He's getting some stuff. He's great. He's got no mask. Another customer comes in, no mask. You know, they got a sign out there that says no more than seven people or five people within the store at the time. I get it and leave. Um, other than that, you know, I got plenty of tomatoes. They're coming in good. I got lettuce. I got green beans. You know what I mean? So for right now, we got my, our produce kind of, I'm growing it myself at my house. And uh, Shorty went to uh, Sam's, and she kind of masked up. But see, here's the whole thing. It's like the mask is all kind of – people will wear it, but then you walk around, and you see them on the side of the road. It's on their yeah. chin. It's on yeah. their face. And, well, that was it. And they're, they're, the best they're, they're pulling they're things apart some... and, and, and talking to each other. And there's a whole – so it's just like you – There's a lot of people like that. They just don't cover their well, nose. So that there's – there's, I, I was driving into Westerville. I had to go to my store. I was in Sunbury. So I'm coming up three right through Uptown in the Ville. 
And uh, it was a good prime time. It was evening, probably about six-ish or something like that. I wanted to see what was going on. And I see this one guy come out of the bag of nails, no mask. And this is in Licking County, and, and, and there's some signs on stores that say wear mask. I see a guy walking his dog, no mask. And then uh, I go to the ice cream, like the ice cream parlors there, right? And uh, I see some people waiting in line outside because only so many people can go in. And it was about 50-50, mask, no mask. But then I see these two girls, and they were probably in their 20s, right, masked up, right? And they see each other run full hug and, like, kissing each other on the cheek through the mask. And I was like this, fail, right? That was a total fail. Yeah. That's, a, that's a total fail. Then I get total to the – then then I see this guy, a couple. He's got – they both got masks, and he's, like, looking at his phone. Must be getting out of direction or something. And so as he's talking to her, he pulls it down. To continue to talk so she could hear something. Then he puts the mask back on. Get next to the library. There's about three or four mothers, two strollers, no mask, talking, you know, there. And then Rita's 50-50, some mask, no mask. And it's and, and it's just, it's, so it's very confusing. And then you wear the do-rag, right, to, like, get in, the bandana. And then as soon as you get in, it yeah, kind of falls down. Immediately comes off, yeah. Well, and then there's this. And I'm guilty of it. I don't wear a mask, like. Standing well, in my backyard talking what do you to my do, What do you do with the one you're wearing? You're going to wash that tonight? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of people. Like, there's that other thing. It's like you see them hanging from people's rearview mirrors, and I'm just like, yeah, that looks real freaking sanitary. <laughs> oh, man, and, that's the thing. You know, it's like, and then I, the part of the articles I read, these are studies that sort of predate this current thing. And they were talking about, like, how you – I guess there's there's a lot of training that goes into how you wear a mask when you're when you're a surgeon. I If some surgeon sure, could probably I'm chime sure in. I'm sure my beard is not – yeah, it's they, probably not good to have a beard. There's talk about what you do and what you like, how you have to wear it and and how you behave with it, and you know you can only maybe eight hours is as as long as you could do. There's just all sorts of things, and then there's distinctions between N95 masks versus yeah. surgical masks versus cloth ones. I just I started going down that rabbit hole, and it's like, all right, so now what this is is this signal that I'm on board with the community team because I got a face covering. Even though it may not be doing anything, you at least look the part like you're doing something. And, you know, there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of people who really, really care and trying to do it right going on. There's a lot of people who just don't give two craps about it and are going to flaunt it like, screw you, mask. I'm not going to wear it. And I'm going to shove my face in yours so you know I'm not going to wear it. And then this, uh, in my situation, we'll talk about uh, a buddy of mine, Jay. My entire life I've known him. He's He's got allergy issues, respiratory issues. I mean, he always has. Um, and I remember him when Claritin was invented. He's like, oh, my gosh, this is like the second coming. I can actually breathe in the summer. Um, so he can't. Like, he's got a condition. He cannot do it and um, has taken a lot of flack. So how does how does one handle that problem? Let's just say I could never be a doctor because I if I put a mask on, I almost immediately feel sick, almost immediately. It, it just it, it happens very quickly, and the headache lasts a long time. I don't know why. Maybe I'm wearing it wrong. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. I don't know. But every mask I've chosen is like that. Uh, actually, the, the one I've chosen is not like that. Is probably not one that would be approved to do what it's trying to do. Right. So that's um, uh, that's the situation. So what am I supposed to do, or what is Jay supposed to do? And he's just like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to get groceries? I can't even go in. I got kicked out of this place and this place. And I just said, look, man, just take your doctor's note with you. And it, it diagnoses it. Well, I shouldn't have to because of HIPAA. I'm like, all right, well, you're gonna you want to do this for the cause, you want to do it to get your groceries, what you want to do. And uh, I, I think maybe a little bit of that might go a long way if people said, listen, dude, I know you're following me around because I don't have a mask on. If you'd like me to share my medical records with you, I'd be happy to do it so you can at least quit following me around. 
you know, it's like, it, but it's you see mask fights now on YouTube. You see, um, yeah, it's causing people controversy. getting stabbed. Yeah, it's causing controversy. Somebody got stabbed. Yeah, think about. It. I'm trying to think of the state. He got an argument with this old guy for not wearing a mask, and he ended up like waiting for food, stabbed him, then he took off. Cop ended up shooting him. He ended up getting killed. Huh. They got it on body cam too. All over a mask. All over a mask. And then when, the, when they chased him down, the cop was coming at him. He started, in, like, on the video, he's running right at the cop with the knife. And, I mean, he got feet away before the cop shot him. I guess. All over a mask, man. All over a mask. And and I'm not going to go out and be righteous and, and explain why I don't want to wear one or anything. I'm making it really easy on everybody, Jeff. I'm not doing anything. I mean, I went. I, I, I did have a cookout, though. That's why I went to Amazing Meats. And it was amazing. The beef was, it was, it was, it was really good. Whole beef tenderloin there. We had ribs and we had some chicken and it was delicious. You did a whole beef tenderloin? Yeah. You smoke it? Yeah. Well, kind of smoked. I mean, it's semi-smoked. It's, it's more, I would call it grilled there, but I smoked the ribs. I smoked the chicken. And, uh, so there was probably about, I don't know, 15 people at my house and we sat outside the table and stuff. He has masks. No mask, no mask. And so we had a family of four from Reynoldsburg. We had a family of four from uh, Mount Vernon. I had uh, one guy there. He was uh, Dublin. I got uh, Johnstown and then us. And there were, you know, multiple kids. One, two, three, four, five kids. You know, there was. So, you know, what's, I, you know, and me and Shorty talked about after. And I was like, just so you know, that right there, uh, we were over 10 people. You know, we have uh we kind of, kind of, kind of broke that there. Now uh, I, I've been guilty of it. I I'm, mean, I got I'm, neighbors that, you know, you get after a long day, you just want to talk to each other about sort of the stress, and you know, we try to keep social distance, but you know, the kids are just going crazy, you know, so they want to, they want to go out and play. We got, we got my youngest back at daycare too, so she's being exposed to that, and then you can't forget about. I mean, where do I go every day? Yeah, courthouse. I'm going to the freaking courthouse. I've been to the jail twice. I mean, I'd try to wash my hands a lot, use sanitizer a lot, cover my face. I pretty much, I mean, I have indentions on my beard when I get home because I try not to touch my, my face and I just keep it on. This one fits me the best because it goes underneath my chin. I just keep it on, man. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's like I, I got no issues with it. I think it's awesome. Wear a mask. Um, and if you see somebody who's not, it may be that they can't. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. We have, yeah, I understand. It may be that uh, they're taking other... Per- I, I have not been at, other than being at court like yesterday, I have not been around more than 10 people unless I'm at court and that's very specific no, things. Like that. It's not like you're going to hang out at bars or you go to a restaurant every to, night. Or I've yeah. been to one restaurant on I've my been to wife's one birthday too. and there was probably five people in the whole damn place. I have not been out to a bar. I have not been out to a cookout. I have not been out to a rally. I haven't been anywhere and I don't like to go anywhere anyway. But And if I go to the store, if, unless I absolutely have to have something or need something, uh, it's at six in the morning. If the place is open, I'm the first one in the door and then I'm in and out and nobody ever, I don't get close to anybody. Um, because if I put a mask on, I feel it's like it, not only I feel sick Does then, the, like can you wear the day. paintball mask? I can wear that. Yeah. <laughs> now, my staff has been masking up and but, sometimes I'll look at the camera though. And I see that my staff has mask on and I'm going to tell you a lot of the customers that are coming in, no mask and we're Franklin County. Which is You're supposed the to red the zone. You're yeah, supposed yeah, to wear the yeah. mask. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my people aren't saying anything to anybody. I showed you the sign that I have hanging up to where, you know, if somebody comes in without a mask, I'm going to assume that they have a 
a reason why they're not wearing one. I am not going to go. Now, what Westville did was they got some, whatever, I don't know if it's a law, rule, whatever the hell it is, to where if somebody comes in your store and they're like, you got a sign up says, must wear a mask. Well, they come in, no, nah, I can wear a mask. Well, you can file trespassing charges on them. Well, yeah, what they're saying is you you have a right. Now, this is interesting. Here's where we get into some constitutional law here. Because I was, I was, a couple people have asked me about this. Look, I'm not wearing a mask, and they're not serving me. Isn't that some sort of discrimination? I'm just like, well, yeah, that is. Um, and it happens, it's stuff like, like that. signs, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. No shirt, no shoes, no dice. So it's, it's like that. But you can, you, know, you can discriminate. People discriminate all the time. And the question is, in law, is it based on a suspect classification of some sort? Either by constitution or statute, you know, titles. Uh, say, uh, section nineteen three would be for the uh, the U.S. Code, or if you got just based on race, then you start digging into the constitutional issues. But it's like, all right, is is not wearing a mask or having a health condition that says you can't wear a mask a violation of some uh, constitutional statutory problem? And I'm not so sure it is, but I, I would just tell people, look, just at least. Don't conduct yourself like a jackass. And while they can't, I, or there's some question about whether they can or can't ask about your medical condition. I think, why do you care if somebody knows that you have asthma and or an allergy and or some other respiratory condition to explain why you should, you can't wear a mask? It's like, I don't have any problem. If somebody, I'll tell people flat out. I said at court the other day, look, I'll wait in my truck because as soon as I put this thing on, I'm going to get sick. It'll take about two minutes, and I will start to feel dizzy, lightheaded, and nauseated, and the headache will last the rest of the day. I'll wait in my truck. Thanks. Call me when you're ready. I don't care if they care or not, but that's what I'm going to do. Um, and if they, it's like, it's, is it a diagnosed condition? Maybe. I've got some other issues. But I, it doesn't matter. Just tell people. You know, and, and then if they treat you poorly, it's on them, I would say. And, you know, the, the problem is on Facebook. <laughs> These people on Facebook calling people mask holes or... Yeah, right. Like that guy's got a health condition, or you know, people taking pictures of him and making fun of the what they're bullying wearing. Bullying has really stepped yeah. up. And I got off. I just I yeah. can't take it. I mean, I don't want to see it anymore. The bullying yeah. has really stepped up a notch there on, on the old uh, social media. Man, we were Jared and I were looking at this. There's a there's somebody. I'm not going to mention names, but there was a post I saw on Facebook the other day, and it almost made me text the person and say, "Dude, what are you doing?" And it was a picture of somebody doing something and. Apparently it was, it wasn't even anything, the guy had a mask on, it wasn't even about that. And it was like, it goes, it turned into them acting like they were smarter than this individual, making fun of him for what he was wearing, um, saying, uh, calling him, you know, hillbilly or whatever. I mean, it was just, it just degraded into this sort of grade school bullying. And I just thought to myself, he was reading some of these comments from these people and I was like, who, who are these people? I mean, making fun of his clothes, making fun of his shorts. He should go to jail for wearing those shorts. And it was like, come on. It's man. like he likes jean shorts, man. Lay off the guy, dude. It's just so sad. I mean, we and we become that culture, man. And they, they just thought they were smarter than this guy, and they don't know anything about the guy. And at least one or two comments are like, listen, you don't know anything about this person or why, what got him there at that particular time or why. It's like, come on. And I've, I've seen that a few times uh Actually, a lot lately, and a few times it's it's like you see that, and it's it's it is sort of sad. You're just thinking, come on, you're just flat out making fun of people, grown ass adults, making fun of grown ass adults that you don't know publicly. Yeah, it's like 
just making fun of him. I mean, there, there isn't any point to it other yeah. than you just think it's the guy's stupid. Yeah. And uh, and you don't know him. So it couldn't even be it couldn't be worse. It couldn't be a worse look. And I just you're just starting to see that. And, you know, I it, yeah, honestly, if I go somewhere and I have a mask on, I got a chip on my shoulder a little bit. I'm waiting on somebody to say something because it's like, you know what? Dude, you don't know me or my circumstance or what I'm trying to do, and just stay the hell away from me because I'm staying away from you. That's and fair enough, but uh, it's uh, I can see why it's causing conflict. But again, it wasn't uh, like I was on, like I said, I was listening to Fox News and I listen to both. I, I try to listen to everything I can. Uh, I listen to NPR, I listen to CNN. I can't go to MSNBC. That just seems like it's uh, every now and then I'll catch something. But it's uh, a, a lot of a lot of folks on Fox News were touting the benefits of masks. So, do you go down the aisles the right way? I don't know what the rules are. Have you dealt with that yet? We talked about it on, uh, I think, on a podcast in, in, in the past. This is before mask mandates. This is now a, they got the full-blown arrows, stop, I, don't enter. I haven't been in a grocery store in well over two months. Yeah. So what happens? Shorty does the shopping. Yeah, I mean, like, we need anything, she, she goes out, but she's she's no masker. And uh, But then the other day, she, she had to put on a bandana to kind of walk in, and then she said it kind of, you know, goes down. And... uh I, I was whenever I was thinking about it, I had to go to the store. I was sitting there, I had my long dicky shorts on, man, you know, down to my knees, I had my socks pulled up, man. I had my vato going on, I had my hat low, and I had my mask hanging. Uh, I go, saw you. see my eyes. Now that was a different. This was a different look. That you could but, go in with that though. But you know, I mean, I, I, I go in like that because if people were upset or you know, if they if they felt scared of me for not wearing a mask, I definitely want them to be scared of me for wearing a mask. Jeez. You know, it's gonna be like, huh? They'd be like, okay, you can take it off. You know, see, that's the stuff I'm trying to. It's hard. It's it's but hard I, as a person I'm just to get talking. Past. I'm, I'm just, just trying talking. to be like because I haven't done that, Steve. I like your your viewpoint on life now, which is like, look, we've all got freaking problems. I'm not gonna let this stuff stress me out. I'm just gonna go do it. Yeah, I just got not coordinate for this. Well, let's just go do it then. You know what I mean? It's like it is what it is. Yep, and true. you were very open with the Delaware court with how you handled it. It's like, look, I'm not going to offend anybody. I won't sit here with no mask on, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to can't do it. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah. and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, no, that, know, that, I, will, handled, I will wait outside. That's handled totally. Correct. And I don't think that you need to wear it outside unless you're in a group of people. Then see, that's the other weird thing. Okay. So I walk my dog around yeah. all, all the time and do you wear masks? No. Okay. Why would you? Nobody does. I haven't but in seen California. Anybody if you want to go for a run, mask on. On a sidewalk by yourself, yeah. And um, I was talking with a, a guy I do work with, and uh, he got hit up. He was down there. He was like, "Man, I was in an industrial park where our lab is," and he was like, "I run out there." He was like, and a security guard came up to me because it's you know it's 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 complex out there, telling me to put on a mask or the, they'll call the cops and I'll get a thousand dollar fine. That's what I've heard. And he bucks. is like this. He's like, there was nobody. There, I'm in an industrial park running until you came up to me. Until, right? Yeah, until yeah. you came to me. I didn't and, know, and I'm not. I'm, it's not like he's playing volleyball. It's not like he's around a bunch of people. He was by himself. It does say mass on public places. I mean, that's yes, the signs I'm seeing that's, on the side. So I guess everywhere. I should be when I'm walking around. But see, this is where it gets ridiculous, and then you wonder, like, what's the adverse consequence of that? So it, it, you can just start racking your brain and come up with all sorts of things that that's just bad policy. So if you're out walking your dog and there's nobody else around at five in the morning and you got a mask on, 
It's like, what are you going to do with that mask then? Are you going to sweat? Are you not going to sweat? Are you going to start touching things? Are you going to pull it off? Like, and, and then is it, is it really going to be helpful? Or you, and then maybe you're just going to turn people off and say, this is stupid. I, it, it, this is meaningless. And if you're making that mandated and it's meaningless, then how's the rest of it not meaningless also? And I'm not saying that logically follows, but it logically follows that people might jump to that conclusion. So any veracity of the mask is certainly not that. It's not when you're – maybe there's some argument to the contrary. But if you're jogging alone or walking your dog alone and nobody else is around you and to the extent you somebody is going to be around you, you can steer clear. It's like I think that's meaningless to force a mask in that situation. Yeah. And then if you do, people are going to be like, screw this. This is dumb. It doesn't make any sense. We're, now we're just being lemmings. Well, the weird thing is, is you know, kind of like what you're saying about Shorty, it's like – people wear the mask in the store. Sure. But when you like, look at how they're wearing it, a lot of them, they're on their chin, you know what I mean? They're not covering their noses or they're, or they're doing what I get a lot at court is everybody, they're wearing a mask, but when they talk to me, they pull it down to yeah. talk to me and then put it back up. Yeah. Right. And it's like, well, cancel it. You just, you just, just, you just, you just ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so exactly. That's my thing. It's yeah. like, so is it really doing properly. all, and uh, let's, let's, let's be real about it. How many do you, people do you think, that are wearing masks are wearing them properly. What, I don't know, that's a good if question. You were, if you were to take what, what a guess, percentage? percentage, I'm going to have to say eight percent. I'd say less than ten. And maybe less I'm 10. maybe I'm not. Maybe they look at me and be like, "Dude, you got a you got a beard, man." Well, here's what you, you can't get have a good seal with with a beard. In, in, there's here's the other thing I saw. It's like you get uh, this. I saw some statistic where the the states with the most cases and forget about counting for a second. Assume the cases are are correctly counted. Uh, they did a poll. Well, most of the people in the states or the areas, cities with the most people, polled that they wear masks. So most do, like like eighty, more than eighty percent, eighty five percent, wear masks. Um, now, you would think that's a good thing, but no, because then you have people that say, "Well, we have the most cases because not everybody is wearing a mask." And we can blame it on that. It's both ways. And yeah. then other people are saying, "Well, wait a minute. We have eighty five percent of the people wearing masks, and we still have the most cases." What's going on here? And you then know, I'm going to flip like, it on you guys. Like when the cases go up in Ohio, it's because the, the half of them don't wear masks. Half of them don't wear masks. So it's they like it just goes back and forth. And it's then you circular. say, wait a minute, is there some other reason why we might have a higher case count? And the answer is invariably yes. You know, first of all, we opened up and everybody expected there to be more cases as soon as you opened up, right? So you open up bars and restaurants, there's closer contact. If it's a communicable virus, more people are going to get it. Done. Fair enough. I mean, anybody, anybody thought that wasn't going to happen was – I'm just not thinking. Uh, and then you have this notion. I mean, we had protests. We had riots. We have court. We have picnics. Oh, yeah. We have yeah. Um, all this stuff going on. Of course, we have more more cases. Then you have um, more testing. And so combine all those things. So masks may be one of the contributing factors to a case count that goes up or down, but it is only one of them and not the only one. So it's like sure. – but people jump to that conclusion. It's because of mass that our case count is going up. It's like, come on. <laughs> it's not that while that might be a contributing factor, it is not the only factor. And anybody who says otherwise is sort of shortchanging the logic and doing it in a way to sort of pound masks into somebody else's face. And I think that's the and that's what bothered me about DeWine's speech. It was sort of like, if you're not doing this, you're you're I know he didn't say it outright, but that was the message I got. If people don't wear their masks, then we're going to have to shut down. And I'm like, yeah, he didn't say that, but no, that, I see where you're, what, what you could take from that being almost like, this is like, Hey, a pep talk. 
come on, guys. If the numbers keep going up, I'm gonna, I have to take action. I right. only took it as he would just mandate masks, kind of like they, what they did where they're giving tickets in public for not wearing your mask. And even then, I'm like, all right, come on. So, And the people really getting hit are the restaurant industry because that's where people are ratting out. People are like, there are customers in there that weren't wearing masks. Maybe there's an employee that wasn't wearing it right. And the health department and the liquor control can come in and really find those people and really hurt them. And they're getting hurt by somebody that's not wearing a mask on the inside and some, you know, hall monitor that wants to call the health department and, and rat these people out. And it, it's just, you know, and, and so I, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just, but I do know this is that what are we going to do when influenza comes back in? What are we going to do? Like, when's it end? When, 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 what is the end game, man? Where, where is it? Well, that's the problem. There well, is no end like, game. It's like the gun thing with you. If there are no guns. There's not going to be any, any gun deaths. You know, you've said that before. It's like, you, we could just lock us all down. We Everybody could get nothing. Of, and then you, there'd be yeah. no, there would, you know what I mean? But what you could eliminate crime in this country. It's very simple. Yeah. Just create the Gestapo, put boots on the ground. They carry all the guns, uh, eliminate the bill of rights. Get rid of the Fourth Amendment. And there's certainly a, a, a mental health ramifications to this. I mean, heck, uh, the memorial was this weekend. No fans. So the golf tournament, um, you know, that takes place in Dublin was this weekend. Did you hear the winner of the golf tournament? So John Rahm won the golf tournament. I, uh, where is he from? I can't remember where he's from. Um, but he has two grandparents that passed away during the quarantine. Or an aunt and a grandmother, if I'm getting this right. And he did not say they passed away from COVID. He believed they passed away from the quarantine, so from the isolation, mm-hmm. not being able to see family members, not getting the normal things that they would, they're they used to. That's what he said that he believed was the result. He didn't say COVID did it. He just said, no, it was more of the quarantine. Um, Somebody close to me said something I, you know, about this, and it, was sort of, it sort of put me back on my heels a little bit, it, and it was because I brought this up. They, they, I Googled it again, and most of the articles I read were going back couple months but the the suicide rate the mental health impact uh at least during the initial shutdown for folks who had lost all their businesses who had no personal interaction who had uh maybe lost their jobs or were struggling with all this stuff uh they were very very you know the the doctors saying we're treating more suicides than we are covid um to the extent you treat a suicide whatever that meant but seeing more and then yeah what was said to me and, and, and I, I said this, and I get it. I mean, I was sort of saying, like, yeah, I'm struggling with my mental health also. It's like I understand this completely. This is very difficult. Um, and the comment I got back was something along the lines of, well, you know, of course, those with preexisting mental health conditions are going to be impacted by it. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, how much does that shortchange the issue? I mean, first of all, those with preexisting this health conditions. This is creating mental health sure. situations. And then it was like a preexisting health condition – that's a pre-existing mental health condition. So you could just say, we're going to discount all the pre-existing physical health conditions too. So sorry, you got asthma or you have a condition that makes you susceptible to COVID. Sorry, Charlie. You know, that's, that's a pre-existing condition. There's just so much to it. You so know? you've got kids. What's yeah. what's the deal with school? Do you have any? Uh, I mean, I mean we're, do you know? I'm. Yeah, we know. It's part-time. Um, so it's like, uh, it's like, Two or three days, of, you alternate, I think. You do two day, three two day, day, two three day. day yeah, that's what home. I heard. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I w- we've I was, got Morgan just bought a bunch of masks, like, for them because they're going to be required. The kids are going to be required to wear the masks at school. Um, well, that's it. I've got a friend of mine. He's got uh, five children, one from one marriage, another marriage. 
And uh, the ex-wife enrolled them in the part-time. The wife that he has now enrolled the other kids at the just straight at home schooling. Yeah. And I was sitting down and he was like, so he's got some that are two days, three days, two days, three days, rest is here, some that are all here. And he's, and I know me, I couldn't imagine if you think you could teach me at home on the online. And he's like, how am I supposed to budget, get through my work, make sure that they're getting some education. I, I talked with, it's with, with, out. with yeah. it's, you know, I, and it's I would, and I mean, I I've got obligations here five days a week, you know, I, it's like. I don't have any kids, but I am. I have vested interest in education. A, I, I pay for it, comes out of my my taxes. But B, I'm going to be old someday, and I'm going to want the next generations that are coming up to be educated and not be. So I was thinking, wouldn't it make sense to a point? And I don't know. I'm I'm kind of confused. What I would do is K through six, I would hold them all back. I would hold them all back for a year. I would I would still do some at home schooling there, prep for that. Like if they were in fifth grade, you'd do some fifth grade stuff, you do some sixth grade stuff. That's part of it. And you do me. some projects right there. I would hold them back. High school, I would give them the option: Would you like to be held back, or would you like to continue on with you know right. the, whatever this I is? Mean, right let's here. Let's not even forget with some of this at home stuff. It's like there are people directly in our community that don't have internet access. They don't have Wi Fi, and they're getting they don't pushed have the forward. ability to. You always hear yeah. pushed through the cracks. You know what I mean? Slip through, the slip through the cracks. Yeah, yeah. Well, now kids are getting pushed into the cracks. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. You well, know, yeah. because it's like, you know, last year they only did half of a year and it's like, oh, okay, you did some online stuff there. Okay, you graduated and now no, you moved on the next grade. I agree. I mean, it wasn't, I had to do a lot of that stuff. And well, think about this. I'm it's not like, trained so, to be a teacher. So another year you know I mean? of non trained teachers and non, I wouldn't get anything done. I got things done when you have to sit down in the class and look your teacher in the face. And be like, do you have your work? Right. You when you have to and, be held accountable. And and so and then now, you think of the homes that aren't like that. And right. there's going to be homes with parents that they're not going to be involved in that. Yes. You've never been out. I don't think you've been out in the directions for you. The facility out there on the there's yeah. two facilities, but it, it's like those kids. You know, they eat because of school. They have interaction because of of school. They have directions for youth after school, and it's like they that's what they get. Um, you know, that is the the mentoring that they get. And, you know, they, there's, there's such troubled households that they don't have two parents at home. They don't sometimes even have one parent at home half the time. It's like an older sibling d d doing the, right. doing the work. And, you know, maybe in your household, you have the time or the ability to sit down and you're reading or your, your daughter's reading will advance. But if you're, if nobody's doing that, it's like the, the inequity to the extent that I, I hate that word, but the, to the extent that you're going to create a gap. In, in education, it's going to be enormous, and it's going to draw right down it lines worries me. Yeah. Of, it worries of, me. you know, right down the same poverty line or, or lower income lines or, or kids without parents line, uh, and it's going to broaden the, the whole problem. I mean, it, it's a mess because, look, the biggest complaint, we talked about this on a podcast, the biggest complaint I heard out of the suburbia households was, man, I just can't quite, you know, like look at my new office and they're on their countertop with their laptop and there's this picture and the kids in the background and, you know, they got milk and cookies or juice, whatever it is. And they're sort of complaining that they can't get any work done. And I'm thinking, all right, well, that's interesting because there's a lot of people that have no work at all. And then there's people, uh, who, whose kids are home alone because they have, then it's like, who knows what's happening there? Yeah. It's like, but it's, it's bad for everybody. And to give the kids two bad years and continue to push them forward through the classes and into the next grades, 
I think that it's going to make it difficult for them down the road if they go two years and now that we get back on a normal and they're expected to know something that they don't know, they're going to struggle. I think there's going to be a lot of struggling. I mean, I think that I, I mean, like I say, I don't have the answers. I don't know what to do, but I would I just, hold everybody back. You know what I mean? I never yeah. got held back a grade, but I've got all kinds of friends that you know what I mean. Times. I got you know I, a couple of my best friends graduated a year behind me, but that was because in second grade or third grade or whatever they got held back. You know, I didn't know them then, I, and I was like, you should just hold them back, giving them projects, give the high schoolers projects, give them the option, because uh, you know once after sixth grade your your leash is kind of done as a parent really, and I don't know what you do with the middle school. Is the is the is the concern the that. I mean, kids aren't getting this, generally speaking. I don't know. I, like, I even, but the concern is that if they have it, they, they give it to the they give the it to teachers. the teachers. It seems like and, the teachers would be the and, biggest and let's think about that. Let's let's okay. So let's say that they do spread to the teachers, and now we've got a school that has no teachers. Yeah, they're well, all quarantined. One, they're at home or they're if one, sick. If one teacher were to test positive at a school, what do you do? do you what do you shut do? It down? I don't because know. They had contact. With That's what I'm saying. We should hold them all back one year, no, no, man. No, no. You hire the youngest teachers you can find. You just only uh, 21 I year old hope, teachers. Look, I don't envy DeWine. I don't envy any governor right now. I don't envy the president. I, I just hope aside from parties, I just hope that they're making choices that are in our best interest. And if coronavirus is this is the path we need to take with it, then I'm behind you. Then that's the path we need to take with it. I hope that it's just not this political argument over masks or viruses or I'm on this side of things, so I'm against it. It's like, I just hope we're trying to do what you're getting at, Jared, what's right for all. Well, here's the problem. This is going to transition. What's right for us, what's right for the kids, what's right for the economy, what's right for the safety of the citizens. Here, This is a perfect transition into what we need to talk about, which is the householder thing. But before we get there, it's like the point is, the point you're making is that I, and this is not to say that any of the, the governor, uh, the mayor, or anybody is evil or bad or anything else. It is to say this. There is no way they can have everybody's best interest in mind. There is no way that they can possibly uh, solve everybody's individual problems. And then you have to mix into it this you, – you missed my rant on, <laughs> on my 4th of July podcast, but it was like – all right, so humans are inherently flawed. Humans are inherently flawed in such a way that they often act within their own interest and uh, perhaps even in a, in a very selfish way. And that is why the founders wanted to create a government. Even though it had to be built and run by humans, it was very limited in its, in its capacity and power structure. Because what happens is if you're a politician and you didn't shut down – this is my, my speech on this – you didn't shut down – uh, and everybody got sick and it was horrible, you're at fault. If you do shut down, everybody gets sick and horrible. It's somebody else's fault, Trump's. Uh, if you uh, shut down and people didn't get sick, then you get to take credit for it. And then in order to make sure you keep getting that credit, you got to do more of it. And the idea is not that they have – I don't think they have anybody's interest or want anything bad to happen to anybody. But, you know, it's their job. You know, their job is sort of depending upon it. They don't want to be the one to get stoned for screwing up. So they're going to take all measures that they can to say – all right, I did everything I possibly could. And, you know, to the extent that that lines up with my own personal interest, that's awesome, but I don't ever expect it to. Um, and I certainly don't trust that they're only listening to the people or they're listening to everybody and not just half of it. Or they're, And this isn't to say they're doing it on purpose, but look, somebody's got to make a decision. You got to make a call. You got to prosecute with one expert. We got, a pro- we got our own expert. They're differing opinions on stuff. So it's like you can't serve all the masters. Uh, which brings us to the householder thing. I mean, what a what a 
interesting study in governmental corruption that is. So did you read about it? I, I don't, like, can you give me a... Yeah, so here's what it is. J- Jared did a lot of reading on it too, but I watched uh, Dave DeVillers as our local United States attorney. Yeah. Um, did a nice job at his press conference. But basically it's filed by way of a complaint, and for everybody's edification, what that is is a sworn statement. It's not yet an indictment. It's just a sworn statement by law enforcement outlining the probable cause for a RICO, meaning a racketeering and corruption type offense. And basically what the allegation is, is that a large energy conglomerate, uh, the nuclear power conglomerate, um, bribed householder to pass and get past House Bill 6 in 2019. In 2019. And so what householder then is allegedly did is like he created a 501C4, a shell company, um, to solicit Generation Now. Yeah, Generation Now, to solicit donations. And it was all done in, improperly, allegedly, anyway. And then that got so much that, that they, they, they had so much money that they then implemented a scheme to get like householders, supporters uh, who he could then get elected to champion and get behind him on this House Bill 6. So it's like this impacts like a lots of, like I think he said 21 other uh, elections. Uh, in in the General Assembly to back householders. So they basically placed people who whose votes were purchased, I guess would be the way to say it. And um, they said householder ended up with uh, like a, approximately 500000 in his own pocket. Everybody else's pockets got lined. They were hiring lobbyists. What did he call them? They didn't call them lobbyists, but they were lobbyists. Um, to, to, to champion the cause for House Bill 6, they were hiring lobbyists to do nothing, say don't get on the other side, so we're going to pay you to shut up. And then uh, there was a you know a, a petition that was out to be signed to get you know the bill H you know H six you know turned down voted in by by the people, yeah. which I remember when H six came out I was not a fan because it was bailing out a corporation, it was putting money for the windmills for the for for the solar panels so this bill went through on both sides Democrat oh, and yeah, Republican because yeah. there there's enough in there for for everybody and. Uh, then was it uh, Matthew uh, Borgs was the lobbyist? He's one of the he's one of the main players in all of this right here too. So he's one of the ones charged too. Yeah, he's one. Of the we had char- to get Norm down here. Yeah, get some insight in this. We yeah, well, so how do you think it went down with? Because they raided his house, arrested him, right? Yeah. The Devillers in the short clip I saw said, or I think it was Devillers, but they took very specific things, like they knew exactly what they were going in there to pick up. Laptops, then he ends up, computers, he lands in court the cell same phones. Day. Yeah, it was a complaint. He got arrested on a complaint, so they arrested him. The and plan his, was to get him in front of a judge? Yeah, he had a detention hearing the same day. That would be normal. Okay. Um, so not like an indictment, but a complaint where they, they nab you out of nowhere and they, they drag you in. Um, and he said it was it was covert. They didn't Nobody knew about it. It was top secret for the last however many the months. The Villers did? Yeah. And he goes, now that it is overt and not covert, uh, they are going to go after all sorts of folks. And I think he said, as I'm speaking, we are knocking on doors and interviewing witnesses and serving search warrants. So now it's like the cat's out of the bag. Everybody's going to get involved. And basically what it was is... Man, somebody was knocking on my door last night. I, was, I didn't open that, man. Yeah. It was a government... They, they'd open it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. If they want to come there's in... There's got to be so many people in. involved in that. Oh, it's going to be... It's well, there's be a number. I mean, you know, somebody snitched. So they had to go, you know, I mean, as undercover and as low as they could to get, you know, you know how the, the federal government works. They're not coming on your door unless they're like 98.9% sure that well, they're the going to win Well, the weird thing is, is the, I seem to, if you Google it and look like, like when House, House Bill 6 was up, 
there was bunches of articles that said there's corruption. Like oh, it's like yeah. people almost openly knew it. And it's like there's articles out there about being like, no, he's in the pocket of it. You know what I mean? Like people were saying it out loud. Well, like for when they were trying to get the petitions out, they hired all these petition companies. I, did, I, I didn't realize and, that there were. You and know, Miller said that he goes, you remember this was commercials and flyers. Well, and and was so everything. that they couldn't go out to get the bill signed. You know, I mean, to get the petitions because they would hire the companies that go out and send people on the streets with the clipboards. Sign, hey, would sign, you sign, 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 sign? Well, then, so whenever the people that wanted to get, you know, I mean, probably get, get signed put up, thing. Well, no, always in front no, of the courthouse. You, you didn't sign it because they, they scanned them off. They hired all the companies. So there's a conflict of interest. They hired the companies that get the signatures to not get signatures. Oh, they hired them so that they could shove them. Then there was a company that came through. Well, they would find the people like you're out there. Hey, will you sign here? They're like, hey, man, I've got these tickets to Hawaii and $5,000 cash. Hmm. Why don't you get on a plane and just leave town? Yeah. Like they're bribe. It's like bribery what? went down to yeah. the lowest level. Mm -hmm. And it's, jeez. It, this is it, basically, I think what it was is the, the nuclear energy corporations. There was two of them, I believe, involved, probably closely related. One had government Miller's was bailout. great, man. When he said, he goes, I, I saw the start of it. He goes, everybody in the room knows who this is, yeah. but yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to call it Company A. So Company yeah. A uh, wanted <laughs> government bailout money. And basically it was the result of a couple things. So during the Obama era, the, like nuclear was scaled back and there was all, uh, so this was all set up by years of, of stuff. And then comes along fracking and natural gas. So now uh, Trump gets elected and we're game on on that. And all of a sudden energy is really cheap again. And uh, you, we can, we have easy access to natural gas and people are buying it and it's, it's cheap. And, uh, and that basically was going to put out of business. I presume the nuclear side of it and their plants were old and they were in disrepair and they were bankrupt and they needed millions of dollars to get it all fixed. And they wanted government backing government money to do it. And then enter the other side of things like, all right, well, then if you're going to bail them out, then we want to get some money in there for renewable energy sources also. And that's where like the solar and the windmills and all that other crap came in. So it's like this is going to be a broad swath of a mess for lots of people involved. And it's like the only solution to this, like I can already hear it now. It's like, oh, See, Larry, he wasn't he wasn't the Speaker of the House yet. And he wanted that seat. He wanted that seat. Right? So what he had to do is that he even funded money against other Republicans. Yeah. Because they wouldn't back him, so he wanted them out. He so so it wasn't it wasn't even like Republicans, Democrats. It was you know I mean, you know. And then you got the Borg Borg is who's the he's he's the founder of the right side pack, which is a never Trumper pack. And, uh, you know, once again, never Trumper pack because of the nuclear power, because we have already opened up too much fracking and oil and natural and coal, gas and coal, and coal out, yeah. to where they're like, I, I back, I lobby for the nuclear power. So we need to shut Trump down. We need to get more conservatives and Republicans to vote Democrat so that we will be able to keep the nuclear power, which in truth, nuclear power is a safer and cleaner way to make power than any other way. That's why all the European countries from France to Germany switch, are, are switching over to 100% uh, nuclear power. They have more nuclear power plants, you know I mean, than we do. And it, it's safer and cleaner. And so, but anyhow, you know, you get that 61 million there and you can, you can print a lot of flyers, you can run a lot of ads, you can line a lot of pockets. You know, once again, you get people to back you 
well, when you come up running, don't worry about it because our, you know, our, our new generation will help you with your campaign. And I think it was like three hundred thousand went to uh, Larry's. Got he had some lawsuit that Law, paid up paid off a lawsuit a hundred grand to fix up his house in Florida. Yeah. And that's just the whole thing there of how shaken up. We need more government. We need government to tell us what to do because they're. Oh, it's all. And why well, yeah, is that? weird? That's like the opposite I, of him, though. Well, he wants less government. Oh, no, don't he, tell me what he, to he, do. No, he wasn't. He, I don't think he was. That House wasn't his plan, right? He's a Republican. Uh, but that wasn't yeah. his platform. Right. No, look, I, d- this notion well, that the government. He, was, he, didn't he want was fighting against Amy action. Uh, you know I mean, he was, he, yeah. he was he was one of the founders there trying to get her to have but no the power whole to time run out. he's scheming. And, and he, sure. I don't see too many. That, look, there's a lot of Republicans out there that do not come down on the side of <laughs> things that I would love for the politics to be, which is less government. There's, there's, it, to me, it's just now it's all just off the rails, like big, 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 just for our agenda instead of their agenda. And spend, 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 spend. But that's the problem here, right? Because then you had like the whole problem was create. I, I it would be deeply against any government bailout of any business that's private like that. That's a, it's an absurd notion. We shouldn't have bailed out the auto industry. We shouldn't have bailed out any of them. Like, how else do you, how else do companies replace them with something better if you're constantly fixing something that that's not working? You know, it doesn't. It, it's dumb. And then, and then all of a sudden. There's, there's, there used to be this joke that it's like as soon as Kennedy started sleeping with the mob girls, like they had him. You know, it's like and I'm not saying that happened, but there's allegations that it did. And it's like they, the mob sort of felt, look, you you asked for our help here. Now, now you got to do what we want. So it's like as soon as that happens, as soon as you let your the government into the private industry, it's off to the races. And I don't think that is a that is a problem that is unique to either Republicans or Democrats. I think it happens no matter what. And I've heard people complain. It's like, oh, it's just the big corporations, just the big corporations. They're at fault. It's like, well, how did that happen? <laughs> you know, it's like, how are they possibly able to influence a government action if the government doesn't get involved in the first place? That was the idea of the limited government. You don't want that happening. We don't want to be in in those businesses taking over the auto industry or doing anything because it just lends to corruption. Immediately, you have to land on the side of corruption. And to say that that's not going to happen. Well, I mean, this this is a perfect example of how that goes down. Now, you can say if you're a Democrat, say, as oh, all the Republicans, they're dirty. But it, it, it transcends that, I think, by far. It's like you don't think the other side could be bought off by the oh, absolutely. And I remember absolutely. H6, and I remember when it came out, and I remember who was backing it. And I remember I didn't like it, nor did I like the, the gas tax raise. But, you know, there was, there was, I, I, I didn't like the program. So what do you think? I didn't even look at it. So it's racketeering is what they're going to indict him on? It's a RICO, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't read the whole affidavit. It was a little long for my taste. Yeah, eighty-one pages. <laughs> yeah. What do you think he? If you're guessing right now, what do you think is he ends up getting out of this? I don't know, man. Um, I, I have to see how it unfolds. Um, but he'll go to prison if he's convicted. He's going to prison. I mean, it's. I mean, I could surely see them say anyway. we didn't know we were doing anything wrong. Well, this is the white collar syndrome. We uh, is, we didn't we didn't realize that we we founded this right here, and this is. I sat through like four hours one time and Judge Marbley, the Honorable Judge Marbley in our federal court, it was on a multi-defendant mortgage fraud case. And in that courtroom that day, once you were in, you couldn't get out until your case was over. And mine was last. So I sat through all day of this and probably more than four hours now that I think about it. And it, it as I sat there listening and going and pondering everything and daydreaming, it, it dawned on me when I stood up last and most of the courtroom had cleared. 
I was like, Judge, you know, it's sort of interesting because out of all the people I've heard, I think my client's the only one that's going to tell you he did something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I get a smile out of him. He actually he looked up and got a little smile because it was true. Everybody, nobody, like, well, I didn't know what I was doing was wrong or I didn't know that, that yeah, was bad. Yeah, or I didn't yeah. know. Everybody was doing it. And, yeah. you know, it's like, look, I mean, the, they just, this was just a con- campaign The person that trained me said, this is what we do. Yeah, there, yeah. There's always a soft way to look at it in these yeah. white collar cases. Well, I didn't think anything of it. It was just a consulting fee. I mean, this is what it is. This is like the, we can always call it that defense when you're doing it. It happens all the time. I hear people say, oh, you can always just say it was a, a, a consulting I hate that. fee. I hate that. Like we can just say well, If that. somebody says anything, we'll just say. It's like any, anytime you say something like that, it's like, <laughs> well, it's that's just like You're going to lie. Yeah, let's let the bell go off here. And like, yeah. <laughs> right. We'll just lie later yeah. and call it this. Oh, well, if somebody stops me, I'll just say. It's like, no. Nah, right. Yeah, so you're going to lie. I got you. No, you're not going to do that on my dime. But, uh, yeah, the householder thing is going to be an interesting uh, – I'd be curious to see how high and how far it reaches, and I'll bet you it's That's a long, monster case. And it's, it's been out of the news, but in Toledo there was, what, three people that were arrested there for uh, bribery and, and embezzlement and uh, sitting in, in, in Toledo. I didn't see that. Is it relative to this? N- no, I don't think something it is. Else. Something else. Hmm. And uh, that, was on the, that was on the Dem side. Yeah, and it's going to be – you know, I mean, but, like I said, corruption is corruption. And, and when you listen and, and people fall right, I just find it very odd how they, when it comes to the crone and the mass, they're like, well, why? I mean, we've got to listen to the government. And in some people's opinion, they believe that these people are smarter than them. Yes. I, I don't believe that they're smarter than me. Now, then it comes into, then you look on the other ends and you're like, see how corrupt they are? They're falling in with this. And it's like, those are the same people you're it's listening to right. on the other. So you hate them for this and you love them for that, but they're the same people. This is like my... They're this politicians. Is, this is our... Yeah. My dad told me, whenever I, first time I went and voted, he said, just remember, every politician, crooked as a dog's hind leg. This is what, this is what makes... two uh, crooked kinds of folks in life, politicians and lawyers. There you go. Yeah. And this Usually, is, <laughs> politicians were lawyers. A lot of politicians yeah. started out as lawyers you, you because they are geniuses and yeah. they know better than everybody. You got to learn it somewhere. But no, this is why I think it's like if you think that your guy for this issue isn't going to be corrupt on another issue or vice versa, then you, know, you just got to start with the lowest common denominator. These are people. People are inherently flawed. We all are. We all do dumb things. We've all said dumb things. We all make mistakes. And we all act with our own selfish interests at heart. Uh, at not all the time, but a lot of times we do. Maybe sometimes we do, but at some point we have. And if you accept the notion that power is corrupting, naturally speaking, and the more you get, the more corrupt you get, then the only solution is, well, you can't just say we don't need government because that's anarchy. You have to say, all right, we have to have a government, but it's got to be limited so we can keep a watchful eye on this because, after all, it is made up of the same corrupt human beings that we are trying to avoid. And that's why I think, you know, that my solution to the corporate corruption is you can't get rid of, you, you can't get rid of the corporations. Um, what are you going to do? Like put them all, you can't do that because then you have this huge government overreach to do it. You got to get rid of the government. Like get them, like, it takes two to play that game. If, if you create a system that the corporations can't influence uh, stuff like this crap, then you don't have the problem. Just you know, you can you can change that part of it, and I think that goes a long way to to fix it. And I can't remember the number that the uh, the nuclear power companies were going to get, but it was like twelve billion. 
It was it was a big number. It was something. A, it was a big number. And then like, you got to start asking yourself, like just in like fundamental fairness. And I know that there's probably a lot of people just in general that are seeing the the news article and wondering, like, all right, so you are sort of the head honcho of this scheme. Yeah, I mean, you're one of the major players, right? You go into jail and they set you a bond and you go walking out in the same clothes you came in on. You come out with your lawyer. It's like, but I can't get Johnny out on a probation violation because he tested positive for marijuana. Right. Or, you know, it's like, what, you've got, I mean, what the heck, man? Or we've got um, even better. So you get somebody arrested or with a complaint on a domestic violence. We had this recently. Never been in trouble before. The allegation was nothing short of ridiculous. Even on its face, it was ridiculous. And this individual had to turn himself in or and we couldn't just do a turn in and get out. You know, it's like wasn't a flight risk, no reason to ever think that this person would run, but in the most lowest level of a case for the lowest lowest common denominator citizen of our country, he's got to go to jail for a night. But householder who's committed these enormous frauds, like the kind of frauds that that have this, that, that make you distrust everything about the system at a time when people already distrust everything about the system at a time where the pol- the the political polarity is so extreme it's like now you have him engaged in this behavior but he gets the revolving door treatment and i've said this all the time about federal courts like it's it is far from draconian on this kind of thing you know usually unless you're unless you have you've already got your passport and your airplane right. tickets you're get usually getting out without and they're like what kind of bond it's like no you'll just get out yeah right right yeah, you just maybe on electronic monitoring at most but yeah you'll get out um and i maybe it should be that way for everybody I that, that unless you give some reason not to right but i think by and large we see people being held for no good reason yeah. and others who probably should be held aren't right and it doesn't always- and if anything it might might be negative for him it's like i mean he's got money and and the means to leave if he wanted. I mean, clearly. Yeah. Doesn't he have homes in different places? You said he was sending one down to Florida. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like. They make him surrender their passports and you get your detention hearing and you go. And yeah, you're you're right though. There is a a dichotomy of how people are treated within the system and it is not always along, it's certainly not always along racial lines. It's certainly not not always along financial lines. It is most often, in my experience, along political lines about what the crime is. That is most often what it is. And, you know, it's like it's uh, – and the other stuff happens too, for sure. But mostly that's what we see, I think. If you're, you know, if, you, if, if you're committing the catch crime of the day or it got certain news coverage that is negative and somebody doesn't, you know, you're going to get that message. They're, they're of, like that, yeah. You're, yeah. you're going to get the message of you're going to jail and we're not going to say that. a lot of people, I heard their big outcry that – what's his name, the weather – Caster, they got sent to prison for the child pornography. I mean, it, a lot of people were telling me he should have got more time. And I'm looking at him like, he should got no time. I'm down there. I'm down there a lot, man. Most, of, I, I don't, I can't name a child pornography case that I've had right off the top of my head that, that the person went to prison. I agree. I mean, it's usually a probation offense in, in state court without a touch. Yes. Without uh, a yeah, federal court's different. Yeah. But with, with no contact offenders, like, but uh, some of the people I talked to were shocked. They're like, I think you got a lenient sentence. And I'm like, man, it comparatively. And I think there was some more to it. You know, I listened to some of that sentencing. There were some other things that it was, was, it was, it was pretty run. Was discussed really? I think it was pretty run the mill. Cause you can make that sound horrible. We did a, we did a Pulaski, Dr. Pulaski interview on this. We did a Michael Hunter. I think that one's coming out too now. But on on how those cases are treated, and it's like, man, there's that there's that 
aura about those cases that people want to pound the table and see you rot in hell. And, you know, that's that's a politically charged prosecution. That's just how it is. So and, and, and there's huge disparities on how people are treated based on where they get caught uh, more so than than what they were doing. So you get caught in Columbus, Ohio. You just have a better chance of not going to prison <clears throat> than if you get caught in New York City on that. So, yeah, anyway. Well, look, I got to get to court. I actually got to do some work today. Go up there. Head on out to Newark. Newark. I think I got a mask somewhere. Licking County. Well, yeah, I got a mask somewhere. I got my Smirnoff bandana. <laughs> so I'll. Uh, yeah, that's Licking County. That's a red zone. That's a red zone. I'm going to keep it red. My bandana is red. So that's what we'll wear. Well, look, another uh, riveting episode of Lawyer Talk. Good stuff to talk Ready. about finally. You know, we well, got, we've got yeah. more. At yep. one point in time, we need to talk about uh, the financial crisis that is going to happen within two years. You know, we ought to just think about a guest we can bring in who knows uh, a little bit about the like the ramifications. Actually, I talked to a financial planner, and he knew nothing. He's like, I have no idea why we're not seeing enormous inflation right now. I have no idea why the market is doing what it's doing. It is just, it's all this, it's on fumes. It's on voodoo. Yeah. Because we've got monopoly money. It's all like fake money right now. Yeah. And the amount that we have spent federally, locally. Insane. Insane. Has to be, we have to make up for it. And uh, literally, I, had, I think I talked to you right after I got out of my accountant's office, man. I, I left there and we talked about the future. And I got in my car to leave his office. And I literally thought I was going to get sick. I was sick to my stomach, man. It's crazy. I was like. I, I wanted to, I wanted to throw up and cry at the same time. Well, look, let's give a little teaser because here's how this works. The government gets in debt and we want to get out of debt. There's two ways that happens. And this is the political thing, right? So you can call it a tax. We're going to tax you. So everybody's taxes are going up or you can print money and then you pay it in the back end with inflation. Like the, one of these two things has to happen. It is, it's the only way it's going to happen. You can't just, unless people... And Ohio can't print money. Now, the federal government can print money, yeah. but Ohio and states cannot print money. So no matter what, you get your federal you get your federal problem, yep. and you get your local problem. And your state-to-state problem, there's no way out but tax. But tax, yep. Federal government, they could Except ruin it even more by... It's in just, a roundabout way, right? So they can print money, give it to the states, bail the states out. And, then, yep. and, be, and why would politicians do that? Because they don't want to run on a platform that we're going to tax the crap out of you. So one side will say, look, we're not going to read my lips, no new taxes. But, yeah, we're going to create some inflation. So you'll pay tax. You just won't know it. Uh, and then uh, on the other hand, we're going to tax, 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 tax. But I don't hear anybody saying, and I almost would be on board with this, we're going to raise everybody's taxes, and here's how it's going to go down. Everybody's going to pay more over the next five years so we can start getting out of debt, and it can't be spent on anything except getting out of debt, but it won't happen. You know, it's like I would be for that. I would be like, look, a good fiscal plan to get out of debt. I do that at home. I owe money. I bought furniture. I got four years to pay it off. I hit divide on the calculator, and I was like, all right, I got to pay this much every month until I'm up to speed and rock and roll. But I feel like if they raise our taxes, they won't pay the debt. They'll just do more. Yes. <laughs> it won't, it won't, we'll get nowhere. We'll be a They'll deeper. raise it for the debt. And then do it on. And create more debt. And then spend it on something else. Yeah. Because there's always another crisis. All right, well, that is uh, Lawyer Talk off the record, on the air, here from Studio C, at least until now.